regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. Has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. That was not just me playing air bass guitar. I can actually play that bass line. You know, that's that's not true. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in over a year and a half, we have had a technical difficulty, not Stanley's fault. So Imagine you're running a 10K race, and you finish first, and then the officials tell you the race hasn't started yet, sir. Go back to the beginning. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> so we just spent 50 minutes with a lot. Dude, probably with more gusto than you've ever heard. More gusto than you've ever heard. It was a great show, probably better than Hannity. It was really a great show. Well, yeah, because he's a traitor. <laughs> that, that's true. That, that is also true. That's my Barack Obama impression, by the way. So if this sounds like a Micro Machine commercial, it's because we just wasted 50 minutes. <laughs> not, not 15. 50. 50. Five five zero. Zero. So we're going to roll right into this. This is Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. I am your host, Stanley. You can find us online at bcblpodcast.com. Email us, info at bcblpodcast.com. True Social is Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. And please, now more than ever, I think I've earned a five-star re- rating. Yes. Like, share, subscribe. Washed Up Green Day singer says he's renouncing his U.S. citizenship because of the Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade. We have a video. A miserable excuse of a country. And so the people of London cheered, saying that America was a, a stupid country. He's renouncing his citizenship. A, a 50-year-old guy that still plays quote-unquote punk music. Yeah, well, we'll see. He's supposed to be in Chicago on July 28th for a performance. You um, know, we'll, listen, we'll see. I'm not advocate. I don't wish this happened. I'm not saying if I do or I don't. If there was some sectarian gang violence, which is... Obviously, extremely common in Chicago, and maybe he caught a stray one. Hey, or maybe not a stray one, maybe a straight on. It'd be poetic justice. This country's so bad, and you want to renounce your citizenship, how about we renounce you? It'd be awesome if the State Department would not allow him to enter the country. That would be good. Maybe we should get a uh, petition. Petition. Maybe we should get a petition. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's really mad that, well, you know what? We'll save that because we also have another washed up circa 2000s, whatever, uh, artist, musician. This is on Breitbart. Pop singer Pink mocked after demanding pro-lifers boycott her music. All righty then. Just go back to the top there, babe. What? Oh, can I not call you babe on the podcast? Let me explain really quick. Yeah, we have plenty of time. Go ahead. Listen, listen, because you're going to hear the reference. 
it was a, my, my boss is pretty a straight cut guy and <clears throat> we take our fleet of trucks for work to an old change place and this retired Marine that's running the place. He never said to anybody but my boss, Hey babe, truck's ready, babe. Like always calling him babe. We're like, what? The f- this is so weird. And so I started calling my boss babe as a joke. And now like I say it to everybody and can't stop and have for years. <laughs> it started out as a, a way to like mess with my boss. And so uh, Yank, the coworker, always talking about it here. Just the other day, he was talking to somebody on the counter because he hates it when I do it. He hates it. Why? What are you doing? I stop that. And then he's so he's talking to his customer. He's like, "All right, babe." And dude, he just hung his head. He's like, "So thank you, babe." We'll scroll back up. No, there needs to be an explanation for this. <clears throat> Social media users eviscerated pop star Pink for demanding that pro-lifers. Is she still really a star? Pro-lifers boycott her music in response to the U.S. Supreme Court overruling Roe v. Wade on Friday. Quote, I accept your terms, one individual replied. So here's her tweet. Let's be clear. If you believe the government belongs in a woman's uterus, a gay person's business or marriage, or that racism is okay, then please, in the name of your Lord, never effing listen to my music again. And also, right off, we good, Pink tweeted on Saturday. Gay person's business. Gay people got up in the... Baker's business. Was that Arizona where they did that? Colorado. Colorado. There you go. I knew it was somewhere around there. I knew it was somewhere out west like New Hampshire. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm a hillbilly. I don't know my geography, dude. The blow me singer's demand was quickly met with mockery by social... Blow me. That's that's, that's classy. She's a classy lady. Yeah, she is. Who commented that she is not as, as relevant as she believes. That was not as good as the next one. We'll just read one response since we're constrained for time here so I don't fall asleep. Christopher, you would think that I would get this name on the second go. Christopher Tremogli. Imagine being so arrogant that you think this tweet holds any value to any person in the real world. Literally, no one cares about your music insofar that this will have any impact on anyone. You're nowhere near as important as you think you are. Boom, mic drop. Who's the next one? Yeah, that was uh, Adams, the mayor of New York. Adams says he wouldn't be New York mayor if not for past partners' abortion. There's a lot of these guys that are really, really mad. They can't sacrifice their their babies to Satan, to the blood cult. They're mad because they can't do it? Yeah, I mean, listen yeah. to this guy, dude. He looks like an angry person. Oh, yeah. Mayor Eric Adams said Friday he wouldn't be the mayor if his former partner hadn't gotten an abortion when they were teenagers. The re- revelation came after Adams, flanked by dozens of members of his administration on the steps of City Hall, announced new initiatives to improve abortion access in response to the U- U.S. Supreme Court's unraveling of Roe v. Wade. Again, if I sound like a Micro Machines commercial, it's because we've already done this. <laughs> I was 15, and I just got home from being arrested because I'm a good guy. And my partner came to me. She said, Eric, I'm pregnant, and look at your life. And he probably said at that point, ain't mine. <laughs> Recalled the mayor. What a great choice for mayor of New York. At 15, he just got arrested and figured out he was going to be a father. Yeah. He was uh, sowing his wild oats. Eric, I'm pregnant. Look at your life. Recalled the mayor, who has said his arrest and beating at the hands of police inspired him to later spend 22 years as an NYPD cop. However, that works. Adams said his gut reaction was to keep the baby. I'm sure it was. Sure, but his partner urged him to reflect on the quality of life they could provide. Eric, you're you're arrested. You're not going to school. What future is this baby going to have? The mayor recalled saying. Ultimately, she made the quote empowered decision that was smart for both of us. He said later when asked. During an appearance on 1010 wins, W-I-N-S, whether he thinks he'd be 
mayor today if the child was born? Adam said, no, I don't. And that would be okay because your child would be alive and you would be a responsible, good person and not a total bag of crap. My life would have been different. He said a lot, hour later on CNN, outside City Hall, Adams announced a slate of plans to expand access to medication abortion at city sexual health clinics and grow the number of medical professionals who perform the procedure within the public hospital system. The city will also provide transportation, food, and housing options for out-of-staters who come to New York for pr the procedure from states where it was outlawed. City Health Commissioner Ashwin Basson said on Friday's news conference, after today, young women will come of age with fewer rights than their parents, Adams said. The far right enabled by this court has declared war on the American people, war on public safety, and our pursuit of happiness. Because your pursuit of happiness doesn't involve being responsible, closing your legs, and not letting someone impregnate you if you don't want that person to impregnate you. No, it involves taking drugs and fornicating with as many unknown people as you can. And getting arrested, apparently. And that was on Politico, by the way. Next. Back on Breitbart. Stranger Things star Maya Hawke praises mom Uma Thurman for having an abortion. Netflix's Stranger Things star Maya Hawke declared F the Supreme Court during an appearance this week on NBC's The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. The 23-year-old Hollywood star also praised her mother, actress Uma Thurman, for having an abortion decades ago. Maya Hawke, who is the daughter of Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurma, blasted the Supreme Court's historic reversal of Roe v. Wade, claiming it will cause women to lose their lives and be unsafe. Sounds like some David Hogg-type rhetoric. Wealthy people always will always be able to get abortions, she said, but so many people, because of this ruling, this, like, weak, will not only be able to pursue their dreams but actually lose their lives and be unsafe. And, um, I just wanted to say that, like, you know, F the Supreme Court. Fallon voices approval for her obscenity, which NBC bleeped out, prompting the actress to repeat it to loud applause from the studio audience. I can say F the Supreme Court, she asked. Yeah, F the Supreme Court. Earlier in the show, Hawk spoke about her mother Uma Thurman's recent op-ed in the Washington Post in which the Kill Bill star revealed that she had an abortion decades ago. My mom wrote this really beautiful essay about her abortion that she got when she was really young, Hawk said. About how if she hadn't have had it, she wouldn't have become the person that she had become and wouldn't exist and I wouldn't exist. And how both of my parents' lives would have been totally derailed. His had she hadn't had access to safe and legal health care, fundamental health care. So think about the narcissism, dude, the, how selfish, self-absorbed like these, which you know this because of their profession in large regard, in my opinion. The level of selfishness, just like the mayor, just like her, just, just like the, these two idiot washed-up nobody singers that are completely irrelevant in the large scheme of things. And so if, if, if I could trade all of the Hollywood work that these people have done, all the music, you could snap your fingers just like that, and it all disappears, and the, the children that, that were aborted as a form of contraception were still alive, yeah, I would do I would, that's, that's a fair trade mm -hmm. every single time. You? Yeah, I'm, my point earlier was... Why doesn't she use her star power to advocate for contraception, go into places and, and towns where people may not be able to afford this and, you know, start a foundation or something if people still feel the need to go out and, you know, have unprotected sex with multiple partners before they're married so you don't have to get to the stage where you need an abortion. 
you know, there there are organizations that deal with with. Uh, They'll try to tell you that that's what Planned Parenthood primarily does, which Planned Parenthood doesn't primarily do that. They they slaughter children. For, it's a for-profit business, and that's been exposed on many occasions, uh, most assuredly by Project Veritas. But and also here, this is a good part, too. I'm not finished with the story Let me, before I go on that tirade. Back in November, Maya Hawk posted a photo of herself on Instagram in which she spread her legs to reveal underwear that appeared to be stained with blood. Disgusting. I quote: "I made something I think is pretty cool with a lot of people. I love a lot. It'll be in front of your eyeballs sooner than you think. If you want to be the first to know what it is, you can sign up to stay in touch via the link in my bio. I'm trying to figure out a way to stay in touch with the wonderful humans. I'm so grateful who like my music and other stuff that I get to keep doing it. What a sick reprobate, dude." And again, you, oh, my mom wrote this beautiful essay about how she murdered my sister. Dude, what kind of satanic weirdo are you, whack, whack jobs, dude? And it's so you can see that this doesn't have anything to do with, with you know, what the, the moniker used to be safe and, you know, in rare, in, in these dire situations of rape and incest. Which, and what I, I got a graphic, some of the, the polling from like 2014, post-abortion out of like 1,100 women, and the majority, I, want, I saw it equated around 70% were using it as a form of contraception, and for rape and incest was like below 1%, and which anybody with a brain knew that. These people aren't screaming bloody murder because of rape and incest. They're screaming bloody murder because they can't assist the, the big business of selling aborted baby parts. And I'll contend again, I feel like I'm on repeat here, but the 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 images of aborted babies that you can, in the, the videos you can see of babies during an abortion being performed, if you have a soul, will never leave your mind. And again, like you can see the contorted, contorted faces, bruise, cut, smash, but it's, you can always so clearly make out it's, it's a baby. I mean, there's no two ways about it. It's, just, it's, it's a human being. The, everything is there. And so the, the Project Veritas video where they busted the, the executives from Planned Parenthood flippantly talking over lunch, literally drinking wine about sending, we covered this a long time ago when it was new, sending the, well, I can't remember the, the name for the, the, the uh, medical name term for the head but it's it's you know severed at the neck on ice gets sent to where it's going so that they can extract the brain so it wasn't a child it's not a human being but you're going to use all these pieces that you're selling mind you for a profit you took this out of the mother's womb you told her it wasn't a human being and that's the whole thing this it, without the, the ability to convince them that it's not a human being your business dies. This big profitable business, profitable business that you have of selling aborted body parts, terminated body parts, extinguished life, selling the body parts of these these children, your the, that that big business which is humongous dies. They don't want that. They want the hypersexualized society to keep having unmitigated sex through apps on your telephone, addiction to pornography, all the hypersexualization of people spreading their legs, showing blood on their panties. What, what the hell is this? Like, if this isn't Satanism, people always, may, I say people, I've always thought growing up of Satan and in these abstract terms, like, 
it's in front of your face the whole time. And I know the Bible talks about this, but this is the manifestation of, of satanic people on earth, misguided people performing demonic things. Who in their right mind would take a picture of their leg spread with blood on their panties and put it on the internet, but a sick bastard. What is this? Celebrating that your mother killed your sister. Yeah, it's spiritual warfare is what it is, and we're all under a constant spiritual warfare and attack all the time. Here is some, this is just from New York real quick in 2016, not to get off of the the subject here but there was a total of two or 82,189 abortions 32,822 had not had a previous abortion before one previous abortion before was 18,619 two previous abortions before 11,695 three previous abortions before 5,624 four previous abortions before 2,576 and five plus abortions Good before night. 2,681. That's uh, each one of those numbers is a mutilated baby's face, dude. I, I've seen these images, but and I suggest, hey, look, hey man, if you if you want to be able to, when you come under fire for for being pro life, for being anti baby murder. And you, you want to have the ferocity that it takes to have this argument, dude, plant your feet and freaking swing for the fences to, to stand your ground on this argument? Look at some of these images, dude. Or some of these people look at you. Like, you've got to look at these images to be able to show them to somebody else. And I'm more than happy to, to, to show them to somebody else. I don't like looking at them, dude. I hate it. I don't like this subject, dude, because this is the one subject I can handle. Any, like, a lot of the, you know, you know, Buford gets upset with, like, the gay stuff. Like, it makes him mad. Like, none of that stuff surprises me. I don't like it. It makes me mad, too. But, hey, man, I, I can keep it light. We can talk about it. I can bob and weave. We can, we can move on with it. This one, this, this, this always pisses me off. It's always been a sensitive subject. But, and, but it's the reality of what you're doing, dude. Again, you see these mutilated bodies and these disfigured faces that were once a beautiful, intact baby's face like you would see on the new 3D imagery. There's this face exists, and you've... You've mutilated it. And again, what what is the statistics in New York? Because I already know we've talked about it in here before that certain years, more black babies have been aborted in the state of New York than born alive. Yet you're going to contend in, in this uh, Mayor Adams is he lends himself to that statistics while on one hand, on the other hand, you're over here, the massive amount of latent hypocrisy talking about Black Lives Matter. You don't care anything about black lives. In 2016 in the state of New York, uh, black a baby abortions was 31,067. Which is disproportionate given the percentage of the population that, that comprises black birthing age women. And, and men, by the way, because we, we, they you know, that's another thing too about the birthing men. So got to take that into consideration. And that, that's, that, that is one of the, the, the side notes, watching the left, like always doing these, like trying to contort themselves mentally and doing these mental gymnastics to try to, to, this has deconstructed that narrative. They'll try to rebuild it like an anthill, but it's it, you know it's it's there's no there was never any substance to that anyway. It's just funny to watch them try to include that like as an afterthought because we've watched Joy Behar and so many of the others goof up on the gender terminology. But it's uh, th this is the most narcissistic, sick, self-absorbed, satanic pieces of crap you'll ever see on the planet in Hollywood trying to convince people that this isn't a human being. Again. 
do what you want. I don't have a recommendation whether what you should or shouldn't do as far as seeing, you know, th there was a guy on one of these, uh, the True Social that had posted some of the stuff that like, I, I, wa I wasn't expecting to see what I saw. And man, when you see it, dude, it's, and I I've seen these things before. It's extremely potent. Uh, it's eye-opening. So you, it takes things that sometimes people think about because the, the vernacular that they use, pro-life and pro-choice, pro-choice isn't a thing. It's pro-abortion. Pro-abortion would be the most mundane and civil vernacular you could apply to that process. The most accurate being pro-murder, pro-slaughter, pro-disfigurement, pro-ripping legs off, pro-cutting heads off, pro-putting scissors in the nape of the neck, pro-severing a spinal cord because that's what it is. That's what it is. Pro-crushing the skull. Because, dude, it, if you want to talk about terminology and the way to manipulate things and affect people's perception, that's why you say pro-choice. That's why you say a women's right. Cool. But what I'm going to say is, and it's just like I've talked about the homosexual agenda and the way they try to manipulate the, the wording and verbiage around that. No. The answer is no, you can't do that. The reality is it's, it's pro-stainless tool lacerating a baby crushing a baby, stagging, stabbing a baby. And think, think about removing a leg. Like, the guy said it. Like, you lock on, and I've, I've seen it. You grab the leg, the, re the leg releases, you pull it loose so hard from the torso. It's, think about to pull the socket out of your hip, and then the, the flesh, the muscle, everything. And when you think about the, the, the glory and the beauty and the magnificence of when your child's born, how their legs are all chubby with, like, the extra, like, creases where... You know, they have a crease in the calf, and then one here, like, it looks like the Michelin Man. Yeah. And you're taking something that's that magnificent created by God. It's like a human being can't make a rose that's not ready to open its petals. You, you can't undo this. Only nature slash God can. It's the same thing with a human being. You can't replicate this in a, in a lab. And see, this is, it's not your place to, to do this, and that's what they do. You go in here, and you're pro-slaughter. That's leave it at that. You're pro slaughter. Nothing about anything these idiots that we've just covered have said is scientific, rational, ethical, moral, or reasonable. It's profane. It's outlandish. It's inflammatory. It's angry, and it's it's weird. This panties, blood. It's sick. You're freaking. What? How? How could anybody? And then again, it fleshes out, and we'll cover it here. Just, well, actually, we'll cover it now. It doesn't flesh out, and here's why. But did you have something to say? I was just going to say another thing I get tired of hearing all the time is my body, my choice. So this is not their body. It is a baby is in their body. You know, it's living off of their body, but it is not their body at any point in time. Absolutely. I mean, th so, that's that's completely I mean, it's, accurate. It's not, and that's. And that, that I, but that's science. But that just irritates me so bad. And, you know, I had this discussion with my wife earlier in the week, and that was one of the things she wanted to say, you know, your body. I'm like, no, it's not your body. Like, what part of my girls, that of our daughters, are your body now? You know, it's not like they dropped off your arm and you regrew an arm and now they're walking around because it's not your body. And, and that that is a great point, but, but also... If, if you if you disfigure this baby in the the, the, abort, the process of terminating it and extracting it from the mother's womb, there is what's the long term damage outside of psychological to the mother, because it wasn't your leg that yeah. got ripped off. Your your femur bone didn't release from your hip and pelvis, and the flesh and muscle and everything rip away. That didn't happen. Yeah. Your leg's still intact because it wasn't your leg. Just like you said.
That's a great point. But like I said, the, these people don't appeal to anything but raw anger and negative emotion. It's, it's a negative appeal to, to negative emotion. It's a sick thing. So they gin these people up as if I'm taking a right from you. I'm not taking a right from you. You have the right to be responsible. And so now there's this big backlash from these, these pro-abortion, these pro-slaughter women that we're not going to have, quote unquote, rando sex anymore. Cool, good. That's what you should have been doing to begin with. And so the proliferation of these, these sex-based apps and pornography just put this on steroids. And I've said for a long time that we, we've, we haven't even scratched the surface of the long-term psychological damage due to hardcore internet pornography. It widely available from a young age via a cell phone. This is no surprise. No surprise. Uh, real quick, we'll, we'll run through the story on Breitbart. Disappointed New York Times admits there was no Roe v. Wade bounce in Tuesday's elections. So the New York Times, I'll give you the basic gist, is upset because they thought that after they, it was the purpose of that that leak was, um, it was a political ploy to try to drive voters out for the midterms, and and it's failed. This is why I always say we're the majority. This these sick people are the minority. And remember, when they're talking about we're not going to have sex anymore, and, and when you talk those sheer numbers of of people, that, so there was more multiple-time abortion recipients than first-timers in the yeah. state of New York, which proves this was never uh, you know rare and safe in the extreme examples, which is how they sold it originally, what they wanted, wanted it to be. It was never that. It was always a form of birth control. Big business. You hate capitalism, but it's big business off of your, your baby. Sickness, dude. But that's about, that. what is that, 20 minutes? 50 minutes condensed into 20 for time constraints for our first ever. 50, it, it took us 50 minutes. I made the discovery, by the way. Home Alone 2 reference. I made the discovery. Your stolen credit card. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. How long was that? 27 minutes. So about half. Maybe we should yeah. do it twice and it will be more efficient. There you go. My efficiency has increased. Yeah, now you sound like the federal government. No. Let's do it twice so we'll be more efficient. <laughs> Come on, man. It's not hyperbole. It's not hyperbole. Man, it's not hyperbole, man. For real, this is real. What's uh, next? Oh no, we got through this last time too, though. That's okay. This is three minutes and like twenty six seconds. This is leaked audio. This is Project Veritas's work again. BB Bedazzle. I'm struggling not to make a a gym joke about BB Bedazzle. BB Bedazzle was hit on by a man. He took it as a compliment. Good for him. Take it in stride, BB. You got it in the clear, kid. So yeah. Leaked audio, South Carolina Dem candidate Crystal Matthews calls for secret sleepers to infiltrate the GOP and a whole lot more. And so this is her on a phone call. trying. So she's campaigning, trying to drum up money. And so she's currently a state house rep and she's going to run. She's wanting to get the Democrat nomination to run against uh, states, the, the Senator uh, Tim Scott. And so some of this is is unintelligible so i might pause it and read what she's saying at certain points or pause and reread for emphasis but there's some very interesting stuff in here oh by the way bb but my point with bb bedazzle was he was complaining about uh project veritas sending emails because he donated once which he should have been a recurring donation by the way come on five bucks dude everybody because 
This is worth $10 a month, which I, or $20 a month. That's loud. BB, stop complaining. This is beautiful. I know y'all are both activists, and I am too in my own way, right? I'm very mm-hmm. much, right. I'm very much a in a lot of ways. Pause but that. I to- I'm very much an inward in a lot of ways, but I know how to turn it off and turn it on. Classy. Turn it off and turn it on. You know, I I know how to I know how to be in certain spaces. You know, you right, gotta right. be able to turn it off and turn it on. Right. So, right. like we literally are. Like this is this is how you. This is the only way you're gonna change the the dynamics in South Carolina. You gotta find some folks that are a little bit polished. Maybe are not. You know, nobody really knows them that well. Maybe they haven't really been politically active. But we need some secret sleepers. Like, we need we need them to run as the other side, even though they're for our side. And we need right, them to win. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's how, like, I mean, we can, we can battle them in public all day. As long as we know we're working for the same goal. You know, I, I tell my right. colleagues up here all the time, I'm going to be that bitch every day of the week. Got too many people that that ain't us ain't out. Can, for can you pause that for a minute? She tells her staffers up here all the time, "I'm going to be that." Okay, just checking. Cool. Just make sure we're clear. All right. Wait, we have too many because this, I know this part's that you're not able to really ascertain what she's saying. We have too many people that that ain't us, ain't out for us, and look like us. Like this. I mean, but honestly, these ain't the same type of black people that I grew up around. I don't recognize these black words. So I don't black because I don't understand the type of black that they are. Now, can I talk intelligently? Can I, I could be, listen, I can move in all kinds of circles, but I'm a nigga. I love black people. I feel safest around my people. So for me, I feel like y'all, we need sleepers, but we need a group of sleepers. We need some folks that ain't that. We need some folks that can wear all black at night and take their yard signs down when they when they sleeping. The same shit they do to us, just the other way. You know what I'm saying? We ain't gotta make a bunch of noise about it. We ain't gotta we ain't gotta go live about it. Just don't say shit. Just like when somebody drop money and you pick it up, you pick that shit up and keep walking. This, I mean, this is really the lady you want to represent you, right? Like, when somebody drops money, you don't say anything. You pick it up and keep walking. I, yeah. So she also takes money and don't say anything. Yeah. She just keeps working. Yeah, you're you're uh-huh. you're a, you're a terrible dirt bag. <laughs> mm, okay. All right. Yeah, but, but, wait, wait, but she doesn't recognize the intelligent black people. She doesn't recognize people like Tim Scott, people that are articulate intelligent. You don't recognize them, but you can move in those circles. So you're admittedly a complete and total fraud. So you you can be a two faced rat, hypocritical, hypocritical stack of crap. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, that's just check, just double checking. If I say something that seems to be inaccurate, mean, or you know, off base in relation to what she's saying, somebody rave the you know throw the flag and let me know. Put the, throw the flag on the play. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, boom. Roasted. There See, I'm getting go. there. Yeah. Reverso yeah. loves it. You have his attention. We can wreak havoc for real from the inside out. Then we can flip some yeah. from the inside out. We got to take back some of these seats, especially in these local elections. Um, you know, we need we need people to run as Republicans in these local elections. Um, and we need, I mean, they family and they can't tell their family, you know, period. Because I can't trust family. Family, the first mother- 
turn on you. You can't tell him. So, you know, like, man, I didn't think he would ever be able to. So you're an N-word at heart. Black people are your people, but you don't recognize some black people because they're Republican, but you do trust the other type of black people, but your own family are the first time efforts to throw you under the bus. So you don't trust your own family. Is that, again, is that accurate? Do I got that right? Yeah. Yes, perfectly clear. Okay. She seems like a born leader. Exactly. I love it. I wish she was here talking about for, dude. All right. Continue. Sounds like a born politician. Yeah. Republican, you know, they're going to have to be able to listen. When I say they're going to have to be able to take some sh- I'm talking about at the dinner table, at Thanksgiving, when they on the Republican ticket and everybody at the table looking at them sideways like, I can't believe y'all are trying to f- on something. <laughs> they got to be able to take that sh- on their chin. Yep. And I still got to struggle to raise money for my campaign. Where the f- is my black people with money? I don't care about no dope money. Give me that dope boy money. Where the duffel bag boys? Get you finding somebody from your family that don't even know you donating to my campaign and put that shit under their name. Pause that. Oh, well, that was pretty, you could, that was legible. You could hear that, right? Yeah. Yes. Give me the dope boy money. I don't give a F. Give me the dope boy money. Yeah. So, okay. So here is her on the local news down there trying to answer for this. One thing, the the black dude that uh, works for Project Veritas that sneak attacks the people who does like great work. She was saying something about, I dare somebody come at me in public because I can answer for all this. And so he catches her in a restaurant. Of course, she's like, oh, if you put that MF in microphone, if it touched me, like threatening, like, which that dude's uh, whatever. It, but she just ran away like they all do. Complete fraud. So let's see. And this is uh, linked off my truth social, so we'll have to do this this way. To be noted that this doctor audio is being leaked by Jenna Ellis, the disgraced former former Trump legal team member. That that so right off the bat, yeah, edited audio. Okay, there we go. And Project Veritas. Uh, a known white supremacist group. Um, it should also not be lost on anyone that this doctored audio from February leaking this close to the runoff is nothing more than a political hit job. The real uncut truth, Raphael, is that sometimes when black folks talk to black folks, we talk in a certain way in private. This. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so that's the excuse. So black folks. Okay. All right. Are we all we're all on the same page still, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. However, it was a private call that was between two black adults. Nothing I said was untrue. We need some secret sleepers. Like we need we need them to run as the other side, even though they for our side. We can battle them in public all day as long as we know we're working for the same goal. It doesn't sound like you're very contrite. You basically sound like you're saying you said what you said. I did say what I said. I mean, this was a personal call. What the fuck is my black people with money? I don't care about no dope money. Give me that dope boy money. Taking, advocating, taking down yard signs. Those are crimes. You don't have the full context of what I was talking about. Sleepers is a term that I was using for people who would pose as one and, and be another, right? Y'all, we need sleepers. When we get enough of us in there, we can wreak havoc for real from the inside out. And then the dope money. This is the one that Republicans wanted to hang their hat on, the dope money comment. Right. Where the duffel bag boys? Get you finding somebody from your family that don't even know you donating to my campaign and put that shit under their name. 
I don't have money for my campaign. So if I was really getting dope money, what I had said that I was struggling to raise money for my campaign, people are mad. So that that's kind of a phenomenon you see on the first 48 a lot of times. Like, well, would I have done this if I did that? Well, the, doesn't matter. You're caught. Like, you got caught. Like, what would I have said that if I wouldn't do it? That doesn't mean anything. You got caught and you know you got caught. So you're like, this is the weakest spin I've ever seen, which she, she'll lose. It gets, it's a guaranteed loss. But continuing. I had words, Raphael. We have children that are getting shot and the NRA <laughs> is still pushing their agenda. That is what people need to be concerned about. That, not my words. My words were taken out of context. Mm -hmm. This was a private conversation. Myself. This was okay. not. This was not me encouraging. And which the the host, the Raphael guy, is black too. And if you just notice this out, I, I don't think so. Like he he knows. I mean, he even sees that she's floating. masses. That could be seen as tacit approval of doing those acts. You could say that about anything. Telling somebody to egg somebody's car, telling somebody to key somebody's car, flatten their tires. It could be anything. This, and that is how countries like this wind up like Mexico run by the cartels yeah. because you sit there and, and she was talking to a prison inmate. If I didn't clarify that, clarify that by yeah, the way. Yeah. And so who is an activist, she was soliciting him for dope money. So money garnered through the sale of illegal narcotics, which shows her intelligence level speaking to someone that's currently incarcerated yeah. in a federal penitentiary. Right. Number one, Number two, so then you're going to sit there and try to spin out of that bias talking about the NRA and people are getting killed. The majority of people in this country killed by quote-unquote gun violence is sectarian gang violence. Everybody with a brain knows this. Anybody that looks at the most basic statistics knows that. Handguns and gang violence because of crap like what you're doing right there, you dirtbag rat sack of shit. But wait, there's more, Billy Blanks. You know him. Yeah. Okay. Well, he knows. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. a miracle. Here we yeah. go. He's the gay taekwondo guy. No. Oh, wait. Who who am I thinking of? The Yeah. Dude, I just self-owned myself. <laughs> who, who is the uh infomercial guy that died? Billy Billy uh, the Kid? The dude that was on the cocaine that did yeah. the flex seal. Yeah, not Shamwell, but the one prior the to Shamwell. Flex seal. Hmm? I thought he did yeah, but what was his name? Billy. Uh, was it Billy Mays? Billy Mays. Billy Mays here. <laughs> like, oh, I forgot what I was even referencing. But yeah, there we go. She's back for an apology. So let's check it out. Minute fifty-one seconds, and we'll be done with this bimbo. All for gathering here this morning. Uh, I'm here to give my final statement on the matter of the video that was leaked by Project Veritas um, concerning a conversation that I had. I'm grateful to have as one of my mentors, Rep Cobb Hunter. She has helped me see how some of my words may have offended, how some may have been offended by my words. And for that, I apologize. So you had to have somebody else help you understand. She sounds zero bit of remorse. Yes. <laughs> I apologize for my language in this private conversation and for offending my fellow Democrats. I have also made a formal request with the FEC asking them to audit my campaign because I have absolutely nothing to hide. Last but not least, I'd like to extend the, the welcome 
to whoever leaked the private conversation, they too may want to apologize. <laughs> Leaking this audio <laughs> violates this inmate's privacy and may be a violation of his civil rights. Moving forward, I've been saying that I'm a different kind of Democrat, and I am exactly that. With experience, now, you're, you're pretty typical. Yeah. You're a pretty standard Democrat. Experience and knowledge to get things done for the people of South Carolina. Democrats need to rally behind each other, not based on personal relationship, but based on a common goal. Too often, we allow ourselves to be distracted and redirected, and our lack of progress shows that far more than it should. Republicans win because they band together no matter what. And if we are going to start winning again, we can't allow them to tear us apart because a house divided will never stand. This is we can't allow them to tear us apart. They they didn't tear you apart. You got caught being a dirtbag. Well, but I'm sorry. You know what? You should have thrown the flag on that play because you're not being a dirtbag. You got caught being a good Democrat. Yeah. Oh, this is a little short one. Don't have a lot on election fraud this week. There are some stuff. We're still waiting for some other things to come in. Uh, uh, Hovon Pulitzer, uh, he was the the guy we've talked about him on the past. In the past, he had a lot to do with the Arizona forensic audit. And we'll just let this rip and move on to the next one. A good little piece of information here to take note of. Our United States has what's called a mail cover system. This is how when somebody sends anthrax to the president, you're able to track it. And our postal service, when that comes in and it goes on the conveyor belt, it snaps a front and a back photo and it's automatic. Those records are kept for six years for investigational work like we do. As soon as Runbeck ordered the machines, our United States post office stopped its mail cover program on April 1. It undid it from six years, changed it to 30 days, let the election run, let Biden get installed, and then turned it back on. We do not have the physical evidence trial. That's when I was telling you this is the highest levels of the government. This is how far it goes. And so why would the highest levels of government be any different than what we just saw? And that, she's running for a Senate seat, and she's in the state house in South Carolina. What do you think the difference? Like you, this is why you don't let people like that get get in, into power. That same level of corruption it already exists at that level. That's why you see stuff like this. Yeah. Next, we're on the Right Side Broadcasting Network. Supreme Court may take up case related to election disputes. Supreme Court may hear a new election case challenging state court's power to intervene in election disputes. According to Just the News, the case could settle the constitutional authority state legislatures have over congressional and presidential elections and redistricting. Tweet from the Epic Times. The Supreme Court seems likely to accept a new election law case that Republicans hope will recognize what they say is the preeminent constitutional authority of state legislatures to set the rules for redistricting and federal elections. That would be a game changer. That, because would you look at, at what happened in the 2020 presidential elections, as we've talked about ad nauseum on here in the past, that's how they were able to pull this off by changing the rules for the, the mail-in balloting and then extending the, the time they could count votes and accept votes coming in after the cutoff. And so 
The court will likely hear an appeal by North Carolina Republicans challenging a state court ruling tossing out the congressional districts created by the General Assembly that would have likely resulted in GOP victories in 10 out of the 14 congressional districts in the state, Associated Press reported. The North Carolina Supreme Court ruled that the district maps violated state constitutional provisions. The new map being used this year gives Democrats a better chance of winning several more seats, according to the Associated Press. Quote, the U.S. Constitution is crystal clear. State legislatures are responsible for drawing congressional maps, not state court judges, and certainly not with the aid of partisan political operatives. North Carolina House Representative Speaker Tim Moore said amid the appeal of the state Supreme Court's ruling, we are hopeful that the Supreme Court will reaffirm this basic principle and will throw out the illegal map imposed on the people of North Carolina by its highest court, Moore added. It is time to settle the elections clause question once and for all. I agree. Oh, Guess what? We're moving so fast. <laughs> it is already time for this week, and the adults are back in charge. And this is going to, listen, this is a new clip. It's not an old one. We never recycle on the segment, the adults are back in charge. We all know how well Kamala Harris is everybody's favorite vice president, was the 81 million vote recipient, by the way. She loves to recycle. The strength of our nation has always been that despite the odds and the obstacles, we push to move forward, that we are guided by what we see that can be unburdened by what has been. I mean, we're talking Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, General Patton-level stuff here. I mean, how inspirational is it? Like, I mean, I am inspired. And granted, she's only said this 20 times, but, man, dude, can you not feel pushed? Can you not push forward in spite of... Say, play it again. (laughs) I got to hear it again. The strength of our nation... It's so stupid, I can't remember it. ...has always been that despite the odds and the obstacles, we push to move forward that we are guided by what we see that can be unburdened by what has been. God, that makes my head hurt. It is. <laughs> you would think that somebody would intervene, but like, look, dude, you, you got to stop. This is all, it's horrible. You got to stop doing this. It means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, you have never been able to push forward being guided by what you can see, unburdened by what has been. You haven't been able to do that? I bet life is like a blur to her. Can anybody here, I'm trying to think, I mean, and I'm, I can probably do it, just bear with me. Can anybody think of a time in their life where they were inspired by what, or was it inspired, or no, where you, where you were guided by something you could see, unburdened by what has been? No. I wonder if our friend who's getting a divorce thought when he found this new person, the new foul woman, that maybe he was going to be unburdened by what has been, meaning his family that he's leaving and moving to this this new woman. He's he's unburdening by what he saw. He's being guided by what he saw. To move forward, unburdened by what has been, right? I guess is that is does that work? Is that is that how it works? 
Maybe. I don't know. Somebody here has got to have a damn instance of when you were guided by what you saw, what can be unburdened by what has been. That, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. And she'll say it again. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this week in Idiot. Cross-dressing, confused, moron, pervert, Democrat, nutjob wackos. Y'all ready for this? This is a video. So we're just going to let it roll. This is everybody's favorite cross-dressing idiot, confused moron, pervert, Democrat, not job wacko, Rach, Richard Levine. And let's just see what uh, he has to say. Gender-affirming care is life-saving, medically necessary, age-appropriate, and a critical tool for healthcare providers. As a pediatrician, when it comes to making sure kids are healthy and happy, I know how important care that affirmed someone's true identity can be. This just hit me, and I wish that it would have hit me sooner because I knew it sounded like something from a movie. He sounds like Rick Moranis in Ghostbusters when he's talking about the key, the, the gatekeeper and the key and all that. Play it again. Gender-affirming care is life-saving, medically necessary, age-appropriate, and a critical tool age for healthcare providers. As a pediatrician, when it comes to making sure kids are healthy and happy, I know how important care that affirmed someone's true identity can be. Just, Everything you said is absolutely wrong and not backed by any science. So that is uh, Dick Levine with the uh, the science, bringing the science. Gender for age appropriate, by the way. There is no appropriate age. I mean, well, look his at, age. Look at that guy. He's not even trying to look like a woman. I mean, he puts a scarf on. That's it. No, that's his. That's his third chin. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we we did that last week. Yeah, we did. We're on Twitter. One of Reverso's favorite things, Twitter. Twitter. This is uh, Christopher Rufo. Exclusive, I've obtained leaked video from Disney's upcoming show, Baymax, which promotes the transgender flag and the idea that men can have periods to children as young as two years old. It's all part of Disney's plan to re-engineer the discourse around kids and sexuality. I don't know what the premise of this movie is, but I know this this big thing that must be the center of the movie is standing in the tampon aisle. So. Uh, 6.2 million views. Let's hit it. Excuse me. Which of these products would you recommend? Oh, um, well, these are the tampons I usually use. Thank you. I prefer pads. They're more comfortable for me. Thank you. I always get the ones with wings. Thank you. Get them scented and bleach free if you can. Thank you. Yo, my daughter loves these. Thank you. These might be easier if it's her first period. Thank these you. are really environmentally friendly. And so one of those was a, a man with the tranny flag t-shirt on. And this is for kids like two years old. Disney really, really must hate themselves. 
Yeah. They, well, they must they must hate their bottom line. I think they're just really hard headed, and it's like okay, we're and perverted. Just gonna, yeah, hard headed and perverted. And they've saddled this horse, and they're just going to ride it until yeah, it, I think so. It's like okay, no, we're we're really we're really going to make you like this. They will have long so like the idea of you know riding this horse until the legs fall off. Yeah, they won't get off this horse until they're still attached, riding the horse under you know so far decomposed under the earth that they're turning into uh, crude oil. I think they're gonna have to like take the saddle off and take it with them because the vultures have already they're circling eaten, eaten the horse like the horse is gone. This is this is a Buford story here. Well known. This is on the Western Journal. Well known trans educator tweets bloodthirsty challenge after Roe v. Wade overturned. An unhinged transgender activist is still allowed to tweet despite having incurred the assassinations of conservative Supreme Court justices following the landmark reversal of Roe v. Roe v. Wade last week. And so this is more of the intelligent, articulate conversation and debate that is part and parcel to the left. This is this is their reasoning. Abortion superfan Eli Ehrlich, a man who identifies as a, a woman, has not been punished by Twitter despite having tweeted Supreme Court assassination challenge on June 24th in response to the high court's sage decision to relegate abortion as a state's rights issue pursuant to the 10th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Here it is. These people are mentally unstable. FBI or NYPD should pay... Eli Ehrlich a visit, Supreme Court assassination challenge. There's his tweet right there. There was a lot of stuff going on like that. See what else he's got. PhD candidate at UCSC researching political philosophy, social movements, and trans history. Writer, public speaker, and organizer. She, her. Oh, and his response, Mike, you have no sense of humor. Just a joke. Yeah, yeah. The call for violence, and the guy shows up to murder Kavanaugh. That's that's, which I'm I'm actually calling him Kavanaugh on the uh, remain in Mexico policy. He caved on that, so that title forty three. Really? Yeah. But uh, there were some other good things they did this week. Ehrlich, a graduate student of the University of California, Santa Cruz, is the creator of the Gender Unicorn Graphic and the co-founder of youth-focused trans student educational resources. Yeah, which we've covered that before. We've talked about that before. It's farcical that a transgender person who will never need an abortion because he can never get pregnant is such an adamant fan of murdering babies. There's a gender. Yeah, that was from the undercover mother stuff that they uh, uh-huh. discovered. And how, what a, what a coincidence that this guy created this and now he's, look, yeah. Good night, dude. What else is a reverso? While Twitter flippantly suspends or bans conservatives, including a sitting U.S. president, for any number of sham reasons, it apparently had no problem with a transgender activist inciting violence against Supreme Court justices. Oh, and then there's libs of TikTok with a compilation of many more. And one of these guys literally said that he was going to assassinate Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. And dude, they were uh, there was a white chick calling him the N-word. And they're calling him Uncle Tom. Like in the richness of a, a 20 year twenty year old kid calling that guy anything disgusting dude but that's that's who they are that that's that's pretty yeah. emblematic of the entirety of the of the left but that's news to nobody that listens to this show yeah 
And I've got some sad news we're going to finish with. And I would also like to to say that before I talk, well, I don't know. Maybe we can debate it. I don't think this should be in this week in Idiot Crossdressing, Confused More, Perfect Democrat, Nut Job Wackos. I don't know if he's guilty. I mean, he he got found guilty. I believe he can't fly out of this problem. <laughs> Grammy-winning singer R. Kelly sent us a 30 years in sex trafficking case. Well, we're on Breitbart. What's that? Oh, what's that button? We can play something? Come on, man. <laughs> I never owned, like, I, they, he doesn't sing rap. You got to understand. Oh, I, like, I, I know who R. Kelly is. I'm very ignorant when it comes to, to rap or, you know, like, and he's like R&B or whatever, but I only knew about R. Kelly's music a few years ago, and a lot of it sounds like 50s era music, which I really, really like, and he's got some phenomenal music, and I really like it. <laughs> so, why do you got to be a pervert, dude? Ch- you know what? I'm not going to talk about what Chuck Berry did because I love Chuck Berry's music. He had a toilet cam in one of his restaurants. Really? Unfortunately. But anyway, fallen R&B superstar R. Kelly was sentenced to 30 years in prison Wednesday for using his feign to subject young fans, some just children, to systematic sexual abuse. Through tears and anger, several of Kelly's accusers told a court. Did you ever see, sorry, th- there was an interview with him with, uh, what's that that black woman's name? that uh, is on Oprah? No, uh-huh. it wasn't Oprah. It was, uh, dang it, she, she, I can't remember which, uh, MS, CNN, I can't. I can almost say her name. It's right there. She did an interview with him in a hotel room, and he was just erratic as all get out. And then I can't remember which comedy show did a skit of it, dude, but it was, I I, I hate to even bring it up without having the information of how to find it. Dude, it was some of the funniest things I'd ever seen in my life, dude. I can't remember who was playing R. Kelly either. I think it was, uh, it may have been Key and Peele, because those dudes, which they're libs, but dude, Key and Peele are, dude, they are, they're, I'm trying not to curse to emphasize how fun, they're funny. Like they are ridiculously hilarious, dude. Like they've got some bits that are awesome. Oh, I've never, I've never seen it. No, oh, they've they've got a bunch of good. Like uh, they, I think both of them. I know that uh, the one was on Mad TV. I think they were both on Mad TV. Through tears and anger, several of Kelly's accusers told the court and him that he had preyed on them and misled his fans. So I feel misled. I'm a fan of his music. I've been misled. That's why I'm so conflicted about this story. You made me do things that broke my spirit. I literally wished I would die because of how low you made me feel, said one unnamed survivor, directly addressing a Kelly who kept his hands folded and his eyes downcast. Do you remember that, she added. Kelly, 55, didn't speak at his sentencing, where he also was ordered to pay a $100,000 fine. The Grammy-winning, multi-platinum-selling singer and songwriter was convicted last year of racketeering and sex trafficking in a trial that gave voice to accusers who had previously wondered if their stories were ever, I'm sorry, were being ignored because they were black women. Although sex was certainly a weapon that you used, that is not the case about sex. It's a case about violence, cruelty, and control, U.S. District Judge Ann Donnelly told him. The sentence caps a slow-motion fall for Kelly, who was adored by legions of fans and sold millions of albums even after allegations of his abuse of young girls began circulating publicly in the 1990s. Wow. Widespread outrage or Kelly's sexual misconduct didn't come until the Me Too reckoning, reaching a crescendo after the release of the docuseries Surviving R. Kelly. Kelly's lawyers had argued he should go get more than 10 years in prison. I'm sorry, get no more than 10 years in prison 
because he had a traumatic childhood involving severe prolonged childhood sexual abuse, poverty, and violence. As an adult, with literacy deficiencies, the star was repeatedly defrauded and financially abused, often by the people he paid to protect him, his lawyer said. The hitmaker is known for work, including the 1996 hit, I Believe I Can Fly. Reverso hit it. Go ahead and sing. I believe I can touch the sky. That is beautiful. You did a great job. And the cult classic Trapped in the Closet, a multi-part tale of sexual betrayal and intrigue. Allegations that Kelly abused young girls began circulating publicly in the 1990s. He was sued in 97 by a woman who alleged, alleged sexual battery and sexual harassment while he was a minor. And he later faced criminal child pornography charges related to a different girl in Chicago. The jury there acquitted him in 2008, and he settled the lawsuit. You know, and this is real. This is, I'm not, it's not hyperbole, man. I'm not making it up. This is real. Bill Cosby said that uh, R. Kelly got railroaded. Seriously. It was on Breitbart. I saw it. Really? I think I saw it on Breitbart. I saw it somewhere, but yes, he did say that. And who would know better than another pervert? Yeah. We've been out here for a long time. So this is, you don't get double the content, but we did double the work. Thank you everybody for listening. Please leave us a uh, five-star rating and uh, share our podcast. Leave us a review if you're feeling uh, kind. And we will see you next week. You can find us online at bcblpodcast.com. Email us info at bcblpodcast.com. And everybody should be on Truth Social. Like, we were talking about Twitter. Hey, get off Twitter, dude. And come join us on Truth Social. We have a lot of fun. Lots of cool memes. Reverso doesn't do very much on there, but I do. So find us on there, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening. No, you can't sing about it. They'll show you the door. Because Nashville ain't got any balls anymore. They cast you aside. Hope you'll tuck tail and leave. But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me. Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show. But that's too true for radio.